Hey, everybody. It's Domina, Ava, Savage. You know the name. Um, and if you don't, well, welcome. This is Domina Ava After Dark. And this is, what, season two, episode one. And um, it's been a minute since I have aired a podcast, and that's for good reason. The reason being is um, this mistress has had a recent surgery. So I am back. Um, I'm back virtually, that is. Not just for this podcast, but for sessions as well. And uh, so right now I'm only taking online bookings, whether it be by phone, text, um, cam sessions, um, all that stuff. So until I'm fully recovered, and um, that is why today we are going to cover phone sex and online cam sex or online domination and uh, within that realm, we're also going to delve into financial domination uh, because that comes into play within the context of what we're talking about, as well as um, a text. So phone, text, cam, and financial domination. We're going to talk about today. Um, let's start with what to look for in an online, with an online provider. If you are new to the game, if you are new or interested, or even if you're not, even if you're experienced, um, there's a couple of pro tips um, that I'd like to sprinkle the knowledge of upon you guys, and that would be um, that you get what you pay for. Okay, so... When you're looking for um, a phone sex provider, uh, domination, whatever you want to call it, a provider, um, you want to look for somebody who has a name, a reputation, an online presence. Does that person have a website? Uh, does that person have an Instagram? Does that person have a Twitter? Um, do they have a good reputation? You know, that sort of thing. I think it's important. Uh, certain websites have um, testimonials on them. I'm on a few websites that have uh, testimonials, including my own. I post some of my own, you know, some of my clients' testimonials on my website. Uh, but I'm also up on other websites uh, where other people post testimonials, Um and so I think that that's really important. Um, for to get more specific, I'm on uh, sessiongirls.com. Uh, has it's it's a really marvelous website. Um, it's girls from around the world, and some of them don't necessarily fit the stereotypical like criteria of what is beautiful. I like session girls because they do have testimonials. They do have reviews for everybody up there. Um, they leave the bad reviews up for all of the models on there. And 
I like it because there's this like array of different looking women that um, some of them are really, really muscular and very masculine and maybe they don't fit like what the typical person finds attractive, but there's somebody out there for everyone. So um, without getting too far in the weeds about that, um, I just I just wanted to sort of make note that, that that's a great website, sessiongirls.com. Uh, I have reviews up on other places. Um, I think Scissor Foxes. Um, oh God, I forget all the websites I'm on sometimes, but um, all you have to do is Google my name and and there's a plethora of listings that come up. Um, so, God, I feel like I have cotton mouth because I'm on painkillers because of my surgery. Uh, so anyway, um, I, I back to what I was saying about you want to make sure somebody has a good reputation. So that's really important because, um, you know, there's a couple things in life you don't want to bargain with, right? It's like you don't want to you don't want to pick the lowest priced sex worker. Like that's for sure. Uh, uh, that's for sure you don't want to find a deal on that (laughs) there's a lot of garbage out there there's a lot of people who will rip you off and uh, have just no online presence and no reputation they're just looking to rip people off Um, so you want somebody who's experienced to know what knows what they're doing, has a good reputation. Some of these phone sex companies are great. Some of them are really, really bad. Um, there's some really um, conscientious phone sex companies that, you know, they're actually looking out for the client, um, which is really, really nice uh, when you see that. Um, me personally, I I run a very conscientious um, company and I'm always looking out for my clients. Uh, I believe in being fair. And so uh, if somebody pays me for a certain amount of time, they're going to get exactly that amount of time. So um, also another thing to look for is minimum amounts of time that is required to book with that person. So most women in the business, they'll have a minimum, um, a required minimum for the amount of time that they're willing to engage in interaction with you. Otherwise, it's not quite worth our time. So if somebody is looking for an online session with me, I set the minimum at 30 minutes because there's a lot of work on my end in order to get ready, uh, especially if that client has requests such as like I would like latex gloves or red lipstick or um you know uh latex outfit I I often give my clients a decision or I often ask them before an online online cam session if they would have um an outfit request and uh I think that makes it really fun uh to let my my clients, my subs, my puppies weigh in on, um, you know, that decision. I think it makes it really fun. Give them a little bit of a choice. I like to give you guys a choice on a few things, but I make most of the decisions. Let's be clear here. I like to make those decisions. That's why I'm the dominant. That's right. That's what a dominatrix does. Uh, so, 
that's why I require a 30 minute minimum uh, for cam sessions. For tech sessions, I I would like a minimum of 15 minutes. And um, for phone sessions, that that's the same. Uh, so I take any... I take a, many different forms of payment, um, you know, I, and so if you're interested in an online session with me um, and you're not, and uh, you can feel free to ask me uh, what forms of payment um, I offer in order, just in case you're not, you're not comfortable with the mainstream form of payment within Canada, if you're within Canada, which would be by electronic bank transfer. Um, anywho, uh, you want to make sure um, that... Uh, actually, you know what? Let's get into like why. Let's get into the why. Why, why, why? Why do people want phone sex? Why do you men predominantly want phone sex or text or cam sessions um the reason why is because it's it's not necessarily because maybe you're bored uh, maybe you're in an, a, a relationship with your woman um maybe you are bored maybe you're not maybe you just want something new maybe you want to light a spark within yourself um to ignite something um I think that that online sessions definitely help that. They, I find that a lot of my clients are given ideas uh, after sessions with me as to what they can do with themselves or with their partner. Um, and there also is this element of like public indecency or humiliation. Um, when I'm doing a session with somebody that I've never met or even that I have, um, it's exhilarating. It's new. Um, they have to listen to what I say, you know, depending on a person's fetish requests, you know, um, what I direct a person to do might look anything like. I want you to get a spatula out of your kitchen drawer and I want you to hit your cock with it. Or um, I want you to grab your nutsack and pull it down real hard. Or I want you to bring yourself to the edge and I want you to stop. Um, it's arousing. It's really arousing to have... Me rule over what you do with yourself and make you do it. There's something humiliating and exhilarating and exciting about that. So there's that element of having like a stranger tell you what to do with your own genitals. Um, it's kind of cool. And I provide a platform to do that. Um, if you do fantasize about doing certain things in public, which is much more common than most people think, doing it over a cam session or phone or text, but most likely cam, 
is a much safer environment to do these things. Because if you were to grab your dick or your balls in public and follow through on demands that I make of you, well, that could get you in some big fucking trouble. (laughs) Uh, Big trouble. So if you're indecently exposed in public areas, most people don't know this, but um, that could actually put you on a sex offender list. Um, So that's not safe. Uh, There's been people who have been in worst case scenarios, you know, who have been drunk and peeing out on a street and they've been charged with indecent exposure and put on a sex offender list. Uh, so it's, it's never worth it. You know, over the years I've had a lot of men come to me and ask me if I would be interested in doing a BDSM scene out in public. So maybe taking them to a park on a leash or maybe, um, you know, taking them outside naked or pegging them, um, somewhere in public uh, even if it's in like kind of an obscure place or at night, all of those, all of those requests will, uh, have a likelihood or a a possibility rather of, of, and landing both of us in trouble. And I mean, major trouble. So I don't do that kind of stuff. It's not worth it. It's sloppy. And I discourage every single one of you out there who has fantasies about having sex in public or getting, you know, pegged in public or, um, you know, sucking a dick in public or whatever have you, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it um, at all. You don't want to end up on um, a sex offender list. That's for sure. So word to the wise. But um, if if those are your fantasies, that is perfectly natural, actually. Um, but it would be far better for you to do so online with me. Uh, that's a safer avenue. <laughs> It'll keep you out of the law's hands, right? And so, um, let's see what else do I have to say. Um, well, let's get into like financial domination because that oftentimes is what takes place, um, without an actual physical session. And a lot of people don't understand financial domination. Um, and some people think they do, but they may not, um, The reason why financial domination is alluring to a lot of people is a lot of people who know about it and maybe some people who don't is because it's the psychology behind it is this. It's not about the money. Like it's, it's not about giving away your money for free. Like it's, it's not about, it's not about that at all. It's a power exchange. So. In any of, in, in the practice in the world in which I live in and other professional dominatrixes live in, 
it's um, a power dynamic flip. So it's, it's exciting and fun and it's soothing and thrilling and it's all these amazing magical things um, because well there's there's a lot of factors as to why it is but um, essentially what it is is you playing the role of a submissive to a dominant woman and that gives your life more purpose and it's a privilege to serve a beautiful goddess. Uh, it gives you, yeah, it gives you a purpose. Like it gives you a place to exist that is actually quite soothing. And when a person endeavors to give their money to a dominatrix and not even in exchange for her time, like just to give her a tribute. What that in essence is saying often is saying, I value you. I appreciate you. I adore you so much that here's my money. Here's my power. Here, like here, here's how I can serve you. And I'm not even worthy of your time. Um, I just want to give you this. It's my honor to give you this. And there's something seductive about that. There's something sexy about that. Uh, it's, it's real servitude. It's, um, it's really sending the message that you really want to serve. You really want to worship. You really want to appreciate and show it. And, um, and so that's sexy. And besides, like, what's more intimate than money? Really? almost nothing um when you break it down people will have sex with random people you know without a condom even um hopefully not though always wear condoms you people out there like always 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 wear condoms unless you want a baby um or you know that person and that person is on birth control if you're having sex with a woman um yeah, uh, but um, uh, beside, uh, the point I'm trying to get to is we will have sex with people and have sex with people and maybe have the possibility looming of pregnancy or STDs um, or STIs or whatever. And, and, and so that's a huge motherfucking risk. And yet, we won't talk about what's in our bank accounts. People who have been married for decades may not know what their partner has in their bank account. It's a very private, private topic. It's very personal. Um, and I find that money above all else is the thing that stresses people out, uh, is the thing that people might lie about most. Um, it, it's just, it's extraordinarily intimate. And so when you're handing that over to a dominatrix in servitude, um, it says a lot. And it's seductive in nature. Uh, us doms, we love it. But if that's not your fetish... 
then that's not your fetish, then that's not your thing. But it's it's really about handing over your power and serving. So, um, yeah, and, and there's some people who find it so extraordinarily seductive that they simply live for their dom, they work for their dom, and they give their dom all of their money. Uh, and that creates a purpose for their life. So there is some language around this world um, of financial domination that is often used. Um, and uh, there's words like pay pig or human ATM. And those words connote or denote um, somebody who is submissive who wants to give their money to the dominatrix so a dominatrix may refer to you as a pay pig or a human atm again there's also um another expression called a cash drop so what a cash drop typically is is it's just um where a pay pig or a human atm or or whatever you want to call him um, drops off money. It could be in an envelope. It could be in a bag. Um, there could be a meet point. Like, um, you can say, you know, Dom might say, hey, meet me at the corner of whatever, 15th and 12th and at 12 o'clock. And, uh, you're going to give me that sack of money. And, uh, that's good. And then you can take off because that's all I want from you. And, that's all you want to give to me and that's all you're good for because, let's face it, you're pathetic and you should probably give me all your money and you'll be better for it. So that's that's the setup there. That's what a cash drop looks like. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, there's a bunch of other expressions in the world of financial domination and I could get really deep into the weeds on them but I think that um you guys would be better off if you were just to like google what the terms are it's good to know what the language is or what the abbreviations are within the world of BDSM because abbreviations are acronyms or um terms slogans that sort of thing are widely used within the world of BDSM well it's like the word the acronym BDSM in itself is like symbolic of what I'm saying, <laughs> you know. So, bondage, domination, satanistic, masochism, um, or BDSM could stand for bondage, domination, submission, and uh, misogyny. There's um, so those are the two mainstream versions of the acronym BDSM. Uh, and let's see, what else do I want to broach? I don't know. I think that's good for right now. That's pretty good. Um, I hope you guys have learned something or another. And, um, I endeavor to be back on track with my weekly podcasts. And hopefully next podcast, I won't be this high in painkillers. <laughs> um, 
and have less of a dry mouth. Oh God. But if you're interested in um, sessioning with me, I'm, I'm available online or over text or phone. Reach out to me. Um, I'm all over the internet. I don't respond to my Instagram DMs or my Twitter messages often because there's so many platforms I'm on that I have to keep up on. So if you're interested in conversing with me, um, I have a phone number. <laughs> I can list, uh, it's 403-919-7675. You can contact me on OnlyFans. You can contact me um, through my email, which is dominaavasavage at gmail.com. Everything's under Domina Ava Savage online. So all you have to do is Google me and um, yeah, figure out how to contact me from that. And on that note, I think we'll uh, say goodbye. Thanks for joining me. And I look forward to seeing you all soon.